Okay, so as I mentioned, we're going to be offering in the first, I don't know, five days or so, um, we're going to be offering quite a few different practices for you to try or or not. Like I said, if you already if you already know, you know, Newton Abbott's fine, it, it's okay, but um, <coughs> still some of them can be really worthwhile. And this one I want to offer tonight, it seems that um, it's not that well known, so it might be quite new uh, to, to most of you, uh, maybe. And it involves counting uh, with, with the breath. So like I said, it maybe breath isn't even your thing, it turns out, but that's fine, we're just, we're just offering some things. Now many people are familiar with counting, you count breaths, so up to 10, right? That's quite a common, or you just count indefinitely 3,790, <laughs> uh, or, or, or one counts up to 10, and then sometimes one counts before the breath or after the breath, right? That's quite familiar, if people come, yeah. What I wanna do now is count within the breath, okay? So for example, if I take a long breath, for the duration of that long breath, I can count one, two, three, four, five, etc., down till nine, and then at nine, when at that at the cusp of the breath, at the turning point of the breath, when that's the longest comfortable breath, the longest possible comfortable breath, then I turn it around. Nine, eight, seven, six. Okay. And then if I do a, a slightly shorter breath, I can do a breath that at the same rate of counting um, uh, would be the length of breath would fit to six. Okay, so it's about two thirds. And then I can do a, a shorter breath, which would be three. Okay, so one, two, three, three, two, one. Um, I could go to one, but we're not gonna do that. Um, so that's it. Well, let's do it. I'll explain why I'm offering it and after we've done it, and say a few more things. Um, very simple, yeah? Um, so, meditation posture, we'll talk about that later, but it's upright, comfortable, it needs to be comfortable. Upright, relaxed, open. The posture should reflect the state of attention, the state of consciousness, this balance between uprightness and alertness and energization on the one hand and relaxation and openness and softness on the other hand. And somehow the posture, someone looking at you just gets a sense of that poise. Somehow that posture captures all of that. And then the mind has it as well consciousness, the chitta has it. So find that posture. Establish yourself in that posture. Feel the posture. Feel, sense how the posture reflects that poise I just talked about between those sort of complementary qualities of the chitta how the posture expresses that balance. Just take a few moments to feel, while you're still feeling the whole posture, feel the connection, the sensations of contact 
with the cushion, the bench, the chair, with the feet or the legs on the floor. Then open it again to the whole body. I mean the whole space, a little bit even a little bit bigger than your anatomical physical body. You're sensitive to that whole space. Many times your attention is going to shrink, countless times. You just keep opening it up to that whole space. Now, this may be a little tricky, this first part. I want, to keep, want you to keep that whole body awareness and keep opening it up, keep returning to it as many times as you need it, which will be many, many times. So you notice when it shrinks, then you open it up. Then it might be a little awkward at first, you start to breathe, you do not need to move a lot of air. You do not need to move a lot of air. What's the longest comfortable breath that you can take? It needs to be comfortable, and in fact you don't want to move a lot of air. We're not hyperventilating or anything. It's just a very sort of almost quite subtle, long, slow, smooth, and comfortable as possible. And see if you can kind of gauge what it would be to kind of put a count to nine of that and then a downwards count from nine to, to one on the out-breath. It takes a little while to just to estimate and kind of get a feel of what's the about the right length. Let it be comfortable. Find what's comfortable. Open up that whole aware the awareness to the whole space of the body. Open up that awareness. Keep opening it. Take whatever time it takes to gauge the right length and the right sort of uh, speed of counting, if you like. Whole body awareness. Long, slow, comfortable, comfortable breath. The longest comfortable breath that's possible. Not a lot of air. And with the counting, Take your time to get the sense of the pacing of, of the breath and the, the counting. And once you've found that, just stick with that. One to nine, nine to one, with this long, slow, comfortable, smooth, and actually relatively, relatively subtle breath. And what am I concentrating on here? You've actually got four things, potentially, that you're holding together in your attention. Potentially three or four objects. The breath, this long in-breath or out-breath, and the sense of that, sense of where it is. You've got the whole energy body, the whole space of the body, and what that feels like. You're holding that, you're sensitive to that as well as the breath. 
if you have a visual imagination, you have a third thing that you're concentrating on, holding in mind, and that's the visual sense of the numbers, the numerals right there, one, two, three. Bring some energy, see them bright, bright like the sun, white, golden light, bright, shining. With the breath, with the whole body, And you might as well have a fourth, which is the aural, the inner hearing. You're hearing yourself say each number, one, two, three. So you have maybe three, maybe four objects here. The whole body space, how that feels, the breath, and either or both of the visual sense of imagination number and the aural sense. Let yourself hear them loud and clear. Not shouting, but loud and clear. So four things your attention has to hold together. Coordinate and really open yourself to, give your attention to them. Don't worry if you don't have a visual imagination, just go with the inner hearing. If you can do both, great. Keep stretching that attention, whole body, whole body space. Filled with alive, alert presence and sensitivity. Let this long breath open up the sense of the body. Meet every number, be there, sense it, alive.
So if you're drowsy, make those numbers brighter, make them louder. Keep opening up the awareness. Whole space, larger than the body. Keep opening it. Again and again and again. To have to keep all of these three or four objects at once helps, gives the mind something to do. You can still play with giving an emphasis to one of them or another one of them. But always you keep the whole body sense. Never lose that. Even if it's in the background. And when you feel ready, let the breath become just a little shorter. It's still pretty long to the count of six. So whatever the same pace of counting and breathing, it's a breath that's uh, about two thirds of that size. And you have a count of six in and six back down on the out breath. You've got all these objects, the whole space of the energy body, the breath in and out, perhaps the visual sense of the numbers, and the hearing internally of the numbers.
you might begin to notice when it is in the cycle that you tend to perhaps space out a little. I always kind of miss the beginning or I'm not quite as present at the end of a cycle or when it turns around or whatever it is. Just a little less bright maybe, a little less alert, a little less there. See if you can notice where that is for you right now and just apply a bit more intention there. Really show up then, intend to show up. Make it alive there. Be really present. Keep opening up that attention, whole body space, again and again and again. Fill it with awareness, fill it with a live presence. Inhabit the whole of that space with sensitivity. Make the numbers, make each number loud and clear and or bright and clear to the inner eye. breath, supporting the breath, shaping the breath to a shorter breath, to the count of three at the same pace. It's a relatively short breath, comfortable, smooth, quite slow. Whole body awareness, whole space filled with presence, alive, bright. Each number.
make it work for you. What do you need to do right now to make this work for you, make it come alive? What helps? you want for a few breaths you can play with if you've got a visual imagination imagine the numbers behind you usually we construe things in front of us what if they're behind us just play whole body awareness Coming back to the, the breath, the slightly longer breath with the count of six. Comfortable, smooth. Opening the body with the breath, opening the attention to the whole body. holding this multiply aspected object in the attention, engaging with it, open to it.
again when you're ready, just returning shortly to the longest breath with the count of nine. Longest comfortable breath. Smooth, slow, long and comfortable. The numbers bright, loud, clear. Opening your attention, opening the body. just letting your breath return to normal, whatever that is, right now. Seeing if you can keep this whole body awareness and opening your eyes when you're ready. Was that was that difficult, awkward? Yes, for everyone. <laughs> Anyone find it helpful at all? Yeah, some people. Okay. Um, it's uh, it may or may not be helpful to you. You know, um, beware of what I said earlier about inertia. Uh, why do I why do we like offer even offer this one? Um, a couple of reasons which is worth going into. Um, most people uh, who, at the beginning of a retreat, you may feel like your mind is a box of frogs, um, but, and you're very agitated or whatever. Most people actually suffer from low energy, actually. Their mind might also be a box of frogs as well, but um, th there's generally a pretty low energy and the long breath will energize. It energizes your energy system and it will open, open the body that way and energize the mind. And mostly at the beginnings of retreat, that's w often what's needed. A busy day, etc. Again, you might feel frazzled and agitated, but actually there's maybe as well um, a, a low energy. So the long breath, um, uh, is really, really helpful in, in bringing energy. Okay, so this in this particular part, it's tricky because you have to kind of, it takes a while uh, to, to get used to it. How do I actually find a count of nine to that and how long, and that's actually too long and it's uncomfortable and then it's not smooth, etc. cetera. But um, it's, it's actually potentially, don't un it's a really powerful practice. Don't underestimate this. That practice, what we just did, actually even just the first stage of it, just with the nine, could, could take you right up to the edge of the first jhana, um, potentially. Um, so don't underestimate uh, its power if you want to play with it. 
if you don't, that, that's also fine. But bear in mind what I said about inertia. Uh, um, if you do want to play with it, you can do it any time. So it doesn't need to be, I mean, it can be a good start to the practice. It can be good at the beginning of the tree, but it could be something you're, you're doing in three weeks' time or three years' time or whatever. It's just part of your practice that you use either a lot or now and then. Um, really, a- any time. So it's if, if you find it helpful, it can be really developed as something um, really, really quite helpful. What, why? why, why? What, what's the advantage here? And maybe it's obvious to you. When we count within a, within a breath, it's like we're putting more pegs for the, there's more pegs for the attention to grab hold of, right? In the same period of time, one in-breath, let's say, there's just, there's not much there. It's very easy for the mind to get lost and not, mind's given more to do here and more to kind of really peg the attention in. Does it make sense? Yeah? Um, and the pegs are uh, clearer and louder, potentially, and brighter. And all that's going to uh, uh, allow the, the consciousness to kind of coalesce more um, in, in an energized way. So it's there if you want. Um, some people, some portion of people will find this extraordinarily helpful if you if you bother to develop it, if you take the time to develop it. For other people, it's like, okay, whatever. Um, but it's there. Okay. Um, tomorrow, at some point, do you know what time you guys will do a posture session? Do we agree on that? Do you remember? Mm, I thought we did. Okay, so our... Yeah, 12 o'clock in here, Kirsten Ansari or Bo- Bo- Kirsten Ansari will lead a session um, for anyone who wants any input or advice or feedback or help around your posture. Okay, um, it's important for jhana practice that you're comfortable. Okay, that that actually your body is comfortable. I spent ye- the first I don't know how many years of my meditative life uh, really uncomfortable in my body um, and it was only when actually Christina suggested to me why don't you alternate postures and sit cross-legged I had some soccer injuries both knees and why don't you just sit sometimes on the floor and sometimes on the and and that's the point where my samadhi took off it actually allowed my body to be comfortable enough that so it's really important it's really important that the posture is supportive so do come get some input ask in interviews etc um and consider that for some of you, if it's this really, it's, it's a lot of stress on the body to sit all day in one point. If it's not, it's fine. But if it is, then consider alternating postures, you know, maybe kneeling and wh- whatever it is. Um, in jhana practice, we are interested in working with pain. So that does have its place in jhana practice very much. is very important. But we're, we're, we're going to do that later. You can't start with that. It doesn't work so as first get comfortable, let's get the thing going, and then we can introduce allowing the pain to be there and relating to the pain within the jhana practice. Yeah? Um, so but that comes later. Um, good to move as well. So you'd be doing a lot of sitting, a lot of slow walking and standing. It's good to move in the day. So so if you've got a yoga practice or qigong or whatever, um, yeah, that can be really helpful moving the energies taking care of the body etc I suppose I don't know maximum like an hour a day or something something like that maximum um, but 
it, it can really be supportive, you know, if you're sitting a lot and walking and standing a lot. Also, uh, go for walks. In other words, go, go for a walk out there, off the grounds, um, with the idea of enjoying yourself, you know, and o again, opening the heart, taking in the beauty, appreciating, opening the senses, etc. Um, so do do that. Um, the question of whether, it's not movement now, um, whether you should go running or not, that's, that's a, a sensitive one. It, it can vary from individual to individual and the same individual at different times. Sometimes running or that kind of more vigorous exercise is exactly what we need for the energy to get a bit more circulating because it's getting very stagnant. Other times running is actually just disturbing the energy. So you're going to have to, this is part of the art and the responsiveness. Of, you're going to have to feel and get a sense of, is this going to help right now? I actually don't know, so I'm going to try it. I don't know. But it's there as a possibility. It's also something you want to be, if, if it's something you do, regularly, something you want to pay attention to. How has that affected, um, et cetera, the energy, the body? Yeah? Are we going to explain about interviews now? Should I do that briefly? Yeah. So, okay. As I said, a lot of interviews on this retreat. Tomorrow, um, or rather after tomorrow, until near the end of the retreat, we're going to be signing you up for interviews. So we say, you look on the board and you see my interview is at such and such a time with this teacher in this room. So you have to check when's my, when's my interview, yeah? Tomorrow, though, what we'll do is, uh, if you feel like you want an interview, some of you have been here for a while, some of you may have things, in your whatever it is, um, if you feel like you could benefit from an interview, please put your name on the sheet of blank paper marked who wants an interview tomorrow that um, Kirst oh, it's already up, great. So it's already up there. Please put your name and one of us will see you tomorrow. We'll give you a time, etc. And I think, yeah, I mean, at some point we'll stop taking interviews tomorrow. That'll be it, but that'll be some point in the afternoon. But if you know now that you're going to want an interview tomorrow, put it up now because it helps us plan our times and rooms and things like that. You understand? So you may not want one, that's fine. After, uh, probably the next day we'll tell you when to come and then we might change that, we'll see how that goes. Um, but there's gonna be a lot of interviews. And with the interviews, again, on this retreat, please see it in the larger context. Um, usually on a Vipassana Insight Retreat, bring anything into an interview, any, anything about your life or about whatever difficulty or some situation or relationship or whatever it is, um, and we can talk about it. You know, on a soul-making retreat, bring anything, and we look at it, how can it become soul-making, um, et cetera, et cetera. On this retreat, what we mostly want to hear about is what's happening in your jhana practice. Yeah, so we're, um, it's not that we're not interested in the rest of your life, but that's, we really want to kind of, part of the supporting conditions of really kind of containing the content of, of the interviews. So that's what you bring. What's happening on the cushion? What's happening in the walking? What's happening in, in the way you're thinking about the practice? You understand? So it's, I mean, not 100%, but generally speaking, that's what we want to, we want to try and do that. Um, and that I think will be, will be really helpful. Uh, that Good for interviews, yeah. Okay, if you've got any any business left over, 
things you need to take care of, calls you need to make, emails, I don't know if you need to write an email or whatever it is, hopefully not, but any business, if you can do that tonight, that would be great. It's going to be so helpful, m way more than even for a usual retreat, if you can just put unfinished business aside and just really get into enjoying being here, relaxing and opening. Yeah. So if you can do that tonight, or at the latest sort of first thing tomorrow morning, really, really do that as a gift to yourself. Just, just have it done. Um, last thing, let me introduce, um, because of the complexities of my situation, the practicalities and my needs, and I've got three helpers on this retreat. Um, they won't necessarily all be here at the same time, but they'll be coming and going, and you will see them, and sometimes there might be situations where they need to sort of jump to the start of the lunch queue and stuff like that. So can we just, everyone see them so we know who, do you want to stand up, guys? So it's... Please, um, this is Lawrence. Okay, Lawrence, and uh, right at the back is Leia and Nick. Okay, so um, you will see them coming in and out. They're going to sit with us when they're here. They'll be, but they'll be coming and going a lot. And, um, and as I said, they might need to do stuff. So just so you, you know what's happening there. Last thing, slow down. Okay, um, but don't slow down too much meaning uh, we're not doing that very slow Mahasi thing, you know, if, if you know that, lifting, moving, placing, etc. Um, that's not the pace that's helpful for what we're doing, okay? Neither is too speedy. Eventually, you can be either very slow or very speedy, and, it, and it's fine within the context of jhana practice. At the moment, we want a kind of pretty, pretty slow, comfortable thing. Why? Why? Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> because it's the pace at first at which you can move around and keep the whole body awareness. Okay? Um, now, one way or another, we're gonna whole body awareness is going to be part of this practice. It might be very secondary. It might be a background thing, but it might be a foreground thing. When you get to jhana, talk about this more. When you get to jhana, it's all about whole body awareness anyway. But moving slowly around enables you to kind of keep that basic whole body awareness, that basic mindfulness. Yeah? Too slow, uh, and you get into the details too much, and you're just backing up the queue for, you know, for whatever people want to go to the toilet. Um, uh, but it's also different practice. Too fast, it's actually hard at first, at first. So that's why I'm saying slow down. It's part of the whole kind of... Um, energetic awareness we want to we want to gradually cult cultivate this bubble of resource uh, does this make sense a little bit yeah so find that pace where actually that's what you're doing when you're moving around is you've got you've got some sense of the whole body and the energy of the whole body yeah so that's that's the sort of pace anything else no okay long evening thank you for your patience um Sleep well and have a good night's rest and we will see you, well, 6.45 uh, to 7.30 here for the sitting and um, and then teachings in the afternoon. Well, there's the posture session, there's the ritual with the phones, there's um, 
all kinds of things tomorrow. Um, so, but see you tomorrow at some point. Yeah. Okay. Are there any practical questions actually about how how we're Are there more chairs? Are there more chairs? Lawrence, did you have a question? Uh, there are more chairs in 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 the cushion room at the back, Victor. Yeah. Anything else? Just pr- on a practical note, please. Are we allowed to bring water or tea into the? I'm actually not sure. I think no no tea. Um, water's fine, but I would encourage while you're in here, unless you've got some kind of medical condition, don't bring water in here. There's plenty. Of, there's you can. You're not going to dehydrate. You know, even if you sit four hours in a stretch. Um, so no water or tea in here. Um, this is just if our throats get dry for the when we're talking. Um, so no tea or water in in here. Yeah, but there's obviously plenty out there. Yeah. I think if you if you want to bring a chair, uh, bearing in mind what I said about if you want to experiment alternating, then probably if we put the chairs uh, still along the walls and at the back, then you can you know your uh, cushion might be in the middle of the room and your chairs, but that's fine. Yeah, and then sometimes that will be empty. Hi, is that Sabra? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, y- yes. Um, the short answer is it's fine. The medium answer is um, it might depend why you're doing it, and you might just want to be aware. Like, for instance, um, if you find that irritability and aversion at your fellow meditators coming out, that's why you want to go into your room, then um, you might want to, you know, push against that a little bit. And and at some some proportion of the time, come in here and work with that difficulty. Bearing in mind what I said, it's about openness of heart. It's about other qualities, not just that. Um, but but sometimes let yourself go sit in the room. Yeah. So you're kind of letting yourself have both. Um, but but yeah, I think both are possible. And but and this hall is just open. And if you if you if you want to sit in your room, go go for it. Yeah. Uh, walking we can do in the walking room, obviously, but anywhere on the grounds, I think, um, is available for walking and standing practice. Yeah. Does that answer enough, Sabra? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? What's that? Oh, yes, thank you. You're welcome to stand up and meditate in here. In fact, uh, We'll be talking about when we get to the hindrances. Really encourage it if you if that's helpful. Yeah. So just stand up quietly and sit down back quietly when you need to, or y- or your posture's really hurting. You can shift to a chair. I actually, I'm really in a groove. It's just my hips really hurting. Whatever. Just you know, I've worked with it, and we'll talk about pain later. But yeah. Okay. 
last last call. Okie doke. So, yeah, sleep well. Have a good night's rest. Um, bless you all. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.